0: So here we're we're here with another tale, Lady Witchbeard. Now, last week when we last left off, I'll uh, give you a quick overview of the whole story. Went, Lady Witchbeard and I went to uh, uh, track down Hernan Cortez to, st- to stop him before he and the conquistadors uh, ru- ruined uh, uh, ruined lives of all the indigenous peoples of uh, Mexico, and Central and South America, wherever you know, where, everywhere. We were going on my basic, uh, history knowledge, uh, and the lyrics of the Neil Young song, Cortez is Killer. We ran into Cortez. Turns out he's incredibly like a movie star. Uh, personality, like, uh, the best equivalent I can give is Brad Pitt. Uh, but you know, except that Brad Pitt seems a lot nicer. Like Brad Pitt doesn't seem like he would do any conquistadoring. But all other Brad Pitt's qualities, like guys would want to be friends with him. Yeah, for the most part, you don't get run across a lot of Brad Pitt haters. That's what—that's my main point. Uh, even people like myself, they say, geez, I'm pretty jealous of Brad Pitt, but it doesn't make me dislike him. I don't know why. I can't put my finger on it. And also, you don't see a lot of people that say, that discount Brad Pitt's talents. They don't say, well, geez, you ever think about that? Maybe that would make you conspiratorial. So maybe I should be more suspicious. Well, you know, we not only did we, he have... all all of that, but he was also like this brilliant, trist- but so so I, I, in, 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 uh, Cortez's case, I kind of disliked him more. I'm like Brad Pitt, but there was a part of me that was like, he is pretty sweet. Like, cool. You know, but then we had a lot of interplay trying to take him out and then trying to trick him. And then a whole bunch of stuff, which culminated. And later I found out that, uh, one of the main problems is with uh, now. This doesn't happen in our. This wasn't a time travel situation. Uh, this was we entered a transverse plane, so I can't be sure, uh, you know, where where or when we were, but that uh, we were with Hernan we Cortez. Uh, oh boy, I thought this was going to be a quick intro, but uh, the, the ma- magic in this universe was centralized. Uh, Because they were building a pyramid, Montezuma uh, of this world, uh, was building a pyramid that apparently was pulling all the magic of the entire world in. And he was going to use that as a deterrent against the the gods of his belief system. And then I think what happened in our world maybe, no, no history books say this. Of course, I don't know, I have no recall of any history books, and I was calling him Ernie Cortez for a while, uh, but it, that uh, maybe Cortez got a hold of this magic, or the magic, The band. anyway, so Lady Witchbeard was more keen on saving magic, a whole bunch of other stuff happened. And then I said, well, geez, we still got to get Cortez That's where we were at. And I thought what I would do, what I ended up doing was put this remote control using magic and my love of remote controls. Uh, to use the pyramid to change it into, I was going to fake, well, here's what was supposed to happen. I was going to pretend the pyramid was a, a trickster god, a goat god, uh, the old trickster god banned from this world by the gods for being too much of a trickster. Uh, but the trickster god had returned to get rid of Cortez, and I thought the trickster god would frighten Cortez away uh, because it was a giant, giant goat you know, with like a bunch of stuff on it. And not just like a boring goat, like a pyramid, like a transformer goat humanoid, you know, with metal, you know, he had like metal, gold and bronze armor even. Uh, but it didn't, it didn't frighten Cortez. And then the the uh, metaphysical, uh, spiritual debate that unfolded, and we you know with a hint of like anti-colonialism in there. But believe me, this has an anti-colonial bent for any who. Uh, you know imperialists out there you might say okay i'm a hypocrite for sure uh you know okay but but it is a little anti-imperialist so if you're sensitive to that i guess it's a little late but then it get even more anti-imperialist because one of the gods of the current belief system there was there or a demigod again i'm not that might offend some you know demigods but he said, wait a second, if I just take control of this giant goat, uh, I can destroy Cortez and hold all the magic to defend our world against all colonists, imperialists. And uh, I don't know, what. I guess because he was centralizing, taking over the magic, and he was going to, you know, he did have a teeny tiny soft spot for Cortez not to be like... Uh, you know, I guess humanity. I said, "Well, he's a human. If I can, if I'm on the side of the indigenous peoples, and I can protect them and not see you, Cortez fall to harm, am I responsible for that? I don't know." Uh, so this guy Bach, who I thought we were friends, but you know, he's misguided. He says, uh, or maybe he's right guided. He wants to defend his people." Uh, his indig- the indigenous peoples that praise him and other indigenous peoples with probably complementary but differing belief systems. You know, he's the anti. He's totally 100% anti-imperialism. So obviously we had to, but it wasn't so much the imperialism. I don't know why I'm getting hung up on that. It was more of the magic. Lady Witch Spirit and I, by paroxy, were there to save magic. And so basically where we left off was the Bach had taken over the goat god, like overrided the magical remote controls I'd used, you know, poorly made. And it was me, Lady Witchbeard, Marina, and uh, Cortez versus god or demigod and uh, and this giant giant, uh, robotic-esque uh, go- goat and that's kind of where we left off and it must be mind-boggling because you were probably some of you may have been asleep uh, but uh let's see if i can do a tldr went to get cortez uh messed that up a bunch realized i was really there to say help lady which save magic tried to save magic from cortez messed that up Try it again, mess that up. Try it again, that messed that up. I uh, came up with a couple uh, plan I thought was pretty good. It messed that up. Then another plan didn't work out. So maybe I need Cortez's help and Lady Witchbird and Marina's help to save. Ma- still want to save magic. Ideally, Cortez would come down with some sort of fever and have to go back to Spain forever. Or still get scared away. But, you know, who knows, you know. So more or less that's where we left off uh, uh, here. And what, what may be the final. It, it's definitely your final. Okay. it's uh, The final. The final tale. Episode, season of The Final Tale of Lady Witchbeard Beard. PRR. Yeah, uh, that was Mr. Antonio, can you do one? No, I mean Antonio Banderas, he's been working here uh, pro bono, yes, but you're not a charity, my friend, so can cannot be pro, as a friend, we're not for, uh, for, anyway, uh, so thank you, Mr. Banderas, I appreciate you, you're an artist. And a wonderful, wonderful, you smell wonderful, by the way. And I try to buy coats that look like that, but I never look like that in a coat like you do. Antonio Banders, Tales of Lady Witchbeard, thank you. All right, so we're we're back here right where we left off last week. The goat god pyramid covered in bronze and gold has fallen to one knee. Uh, back is a little bit, he'd been hit by a flying cauldron, and he's a little bit out of it. Deandre was turned into a pile of sand, and I was giving my coat to Arnak Cortez. And as he put on, started putting on the coat, the coat of many colors, I ripped one of the sleeves off. And he said, "Jerm, what are you doing?" He said, "Jerm, what are you doing?" And I said, I'm, "I'm gonna need a sleeve for for my part of the plan." And he said, "Lee, wish for Marina get close." I said, "I got a plan here." I said, "Lee, wish I need you to uh, go, go try to restore uh, uh DeAndre to some sort." I said, "Can you desandify him?" And she said, "I'm on a germ." But she said, "Rather than you listen," and I said, "You'll probably be able to hear my plan." He's not far away, so we need to move fast here. Uh, because it, it, luckily, back was uh. I don't know, things were slowing down, or maybe I talk faster in crisis, where here I have the luxury of slowing down a little bit, even more maybe. So the details, maybe they become details. The the foggy uh, apparitions of my story become details. But he said, all right, Marina, or Hernan, Marina, remember when this whole thing started for me, uh Hernan was a giant and they she said yes yes i said can you do that again and she said i think so the, the magic is so thick and strong here and i said it's a shame you haven't done it. she said well it was a test and, and it drained me and i said make him into a, a giant the, the coach should help you know coagulate the magic or whatever that i said can you do it and she said i can i said okay Hernan, get ready you're gonna be you're ready and of course, he said, Jerm, I've always been ready. And I said, of course you have. I said, of course, I've never been ready. not only have I never been ready for anything, I've always been dreading. They say, hey, germ, you've won award, uh, uh you know, and he announced it, hey, and not time for... Uh, soliloquies. And I, I said, okay, okay, you're right. And I said, Marina, make sure you you should, if you catch any beams off of the uh, goat god, he said, there's got to be some, I said, there's something magical about those bronze reflections, isn't there? And she said, they look beautiful. I said, I bet you there's some soul. So I said, I said, well, get some bronze energy into, uh, into her non-old Ernie. And she started to cast this more basic spell she had taught herself. and her, I don't know the details because you know, we don't have time. But she started to do some sand drawing and chanting and Hernan started to grow. And then Lady Witchbeard ran back, and she said, DeAndre is returning to, to shape germ. And I said, Lady Witchbeard, help Marina turn Hernan into a giant. I'll go run over and talk to DeAndre. And I ran over to DeAndre. I said, DeAndre, how you doing? He said, Scooter, uh, jeremy I've turned into a pile of sand, but I'm reformulating. And I said, all right, DeAndre, I need you to go do something for me. And then I whispered to him so quietly, no one could hear. And he said, oh, he said, this is dramatic, right, Germ? And I said, right, DeAndre. And he said, I was the only one that heard that, not even the audience. And I said, you are correct, go, as soon as you have your legs reform. And then Lady Witchbeard called me over, and Hernan had reformulated into a giant, almost as giant, he was growing uh, they were marina was still doing some casting but it seemed like she was finishing up and i said he's gonna be he was almost he was getting to pyramid size so i said he stands a chance against this goat uh, so he looked he started to look i said man you, you see this is just isn't fair he looks even he said he, he scales to size or whatever you know when they say that about the internet Will this scale, you know, can you scale this out? And I never know what the hell they're talking about, but now I do. Because Hernan Cortez, probably like, you know, but he keep using the Brad Pitt example. But you scale out Brad Pitt at 40, 50, 60, 70 feet. It was still great. Brad Pitt at 90 feet, great. You give a hundred foot colony, you still got it. And again, I don't know if he was a sixty, seventy, hundred feet. was just big as big as hell. And the lady witcher said, "Jeremy, you sure about this? Were you sure about trusting this this guy? You know, were you sure you know what you're doing?" I said, "Lady witcher, no, I'm not sure, but but I, I've got I've got a, a sense this is our best choice." And I said, just, Marina, come here. I said, just so you two could know, there's not going to be either one or You're going to be self-sacrificing here. So I, I've got a plan. Uh, don't, I need your help and your full focus uh, to complete this plan, and it, it's going to work. And they said, okay. I said, no self-sacrifices. I said, let me see your hands. You know, no finger-crossing. Neither one of them knew what that meant, so I said, okay, okay. And Lady Witchbeard said, how? And I said, look at that guy, Hernan. He's a killer, Lady Witchbeard. Cortez the killer. They said, he's our best hope against this pyramid. And then right with that... Uh, the uh, back had regained himself while we were talking, unfortunately. And he did it. He did it. The goat went from a humanoid goat into a budding goat, which butted Hernan about uh, 40 feet, I'd say. Uh, but Hernan, I think, it like, did some sort of uh, absorption move, so it didn't... I don't know. I, I was still trying to make a point. And I kind of interrupted my point, and it, I guess maybe contradicted it. But, but he, Hernan hopped right back up, and I said, "See, Lady Witchbeard, see." He said, "He, he, he this is, this is who we're." And I said, "I said, I said it's going to be fine." And then I said, "Hernan, can you hear me?" And I said, "Marina, you know, I need him to dance like he did that day on the water, to dance around." And then Hernan. And I said, okay, Ma, he's not going to know who Muhammad Ali is. And I said, dance out of the way, and the goat charge again. And Hernan just picked it up, and Marina started humming a tune, uh, like a lovely, loving, uh, danceable tune. And Hernan started to improv dance to it, like uh, you you just dance right out of the way. And then you could hear back, and and I guess it takes a lot of focus to control a giant pyramid effectively like this. Now I was just doing a little pantomime when I was controlling it, uh, so 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 back was distracted, and I said, "Marina, stay closer, or not and keep keep them in case they try and you know you can't." It's a trickster goat, or it was a pretend trickster goat. So it made to retain some of the trickster, and an action sequence unfolded. Now I'm going to interrupt it for a long, uh, you know, do some uh, what do you call that? Not, bad. I guess, as a backstory or exposition. But while I'm doing this exposition, probably in real time, you've got a conquistador. And I, I said, geez, he grew, even his breastplate grew in his damn pith helmet or whatever the hell you call it. And I said, geez, I don't remember his mustache being so... And I said, did, did he have a mustache? And then I said, never mind, never mind. So while this is going on, Cortez and the Pyramid are doing a, more like a not-quite battle. I guess the, the Pyramid's throwing everything at can or not, and he's just trying to stay out of the way. But in a, a dance like, uh, goat, goats can't dance. Or maybe they can. I don't know. But Lee, which was the germ, what's the plan? What's the plan here? And I said, remember that? He said, where'd that uh, cauldron come from? You threw it back. And she said, there's so much magic here. She said, I thought of it. And she's like, I must have done a, a cauldron cast. And she's like, and then I threw it, I cast a cauldron, I threw a cauldron. And I said, right, I said, those cauldrons are, I said, you remember you were always diving into cauldrons. or telling me about diving into cauldrons, and then they go to another world. And that other cauldron was secret messages were coming from another world, right? And she said, correct, it's uh, it's too complicated. I said, like, it's like a worm, a black hole, wormhole. And she said, right, she goes, that was a regular cauldron. I, ca- I threw it back though. And I said, but you could cast, uh, port, what can we call them? Portal cauldrons? And she said, germ. She said, we've been working for, for, for 8,000 years trying to figure out a name for them. And I said, well, I said, hopefully we get through this so you could tell the witches' council or whatever that they're portal cauldrons now. And I said, so you could call these cauldrons, right? And she said, right. And I said, I said you could just start calling, calling in cauldrons, portal cauldrons, to other worlds. And if something gets thrown in that cauldron, it goes to the other world, right? And she said, right. And I said, can you keep doing that? And she said, I can, I think so. She said, you know, just like Marina said, the magic is thick here. But she said they'll be unstable as soon as it goes through the the, the portal close." And I said, that's even better. And I said, I said, how can you just keep calling? I said, word? I need you to cast magic. I need you to witch like you've never witched before. And she said, What are you thinking, Jeremy? I said, We need to save the indigenous people of this area. We need to, unfortunately, we need to save Hernando Cortez. I need, we need to save magic, and I'd like, you know, to save our asses too. Maybe. But I said, I know how we're going to do, do those things. And I said, so I just need you to keep casting cauldrons. Can you do that? And she said, yeah. And I said, I need them to be pretty big or have a, you know, they, can they do black hole like suction? And she said, what do you think in germ? And I said, we're going to break up the pyramid and, and throw it in the piece by piece. We'll spread the magic wherever the portals go. And I said, it'll be randomized, like a real, like, expensive, good randomizer. Uh, you know, right? It won't just go to, like, four places. And I said, that'll spread the magic everywhere. And Lady Witchbird was quiet for a second. And she said, Germ, this just might work. I said, all right, Lady Witchbird, are you ready to cast the cauldrons? And she said, I'm ready, Germ. And I said, okay. And I said, "Or not." And I said, damn, this guy's got great hearing, too. And he said, what is a germ? And I said, I need you to rip apart the goat piece by piece, stone by stone. And then the goat landed one, uh, like a, a side uh, head, of, like a side, like a one horn thing to her non. And her non went down. And he said "Wait, he popped right back up. I said, Man, this he said, What are those he said they didn't even have crunches back then? I said, What is he doing? I don't think they even had core exercises. This guy's got a freaking perfect core. But he uh, he said okay, wait and I ran over closer to him and they said rip apart the goat piece by piece, rip a stone and throw it into the cauldrons, ladies which is casting and they'll suck the stone away. And they said, you got to rip the entire goat apart. Now, luckily, this was a 100% robotic goat, because if it had any, uh, what do you call it, consciousness at all, it would have been worried. But it wasn't, you know, there was no living anything on this goat, pyramid goat. And then Hernan started to dance around, and he danced around, and then he, got, he grabbed the shoulder of the goat because the goat was back in humanoid position now. And then he had his hand on there, his giant hand. And he said, Marina, more power to my hand. And he still couldn't get to it. He said, Jeremy, it's not But bu- budging. It's not budging. And then the goat whoom, landed a couple more moves there, and her went down a little harder this time. And I said, Marina, I need you to help him. He said, Germ, it's not gonna work. I said don't don't worry. And then right then DeAndre he said I say, Germ Germ it's me, DeAndre. I said, I know DeAndre. I said I just need you I said do you have everything? And DeAndre was carrying a, I said and DeAndre was carrying a cauldron and I said he said I got a germ. And just as a, wasn't I was where the cauldron was full of green goop, glowing green goop, and magical dust. And I pulled the uh, sleeve of the coat of many colors I had, and I threw it into the goop. And I said, I said okay. And then I jumped in the goop. And I said, you can still lift this, right, Tianji? He said, oh, see, oh, so germ, I can lift it. And I said, all right, lift it up. And he lifted me in this cauldron of goop and stone dust and... A sleeve of many colors. And then I said, Sneak up behind the goat. And I said, Hernan, you know, he gave him, and I said, Man, he even body language, Hernan knew. He was following the plan. And so Hernan starts to distract the goat. He gets down in some sort of crouch, you know, and the goat's like, Okay, time to, you know. So DeAndre creeps up behind the, the goat god, or the pyramid goat. And I jump off, uh, I jump out of the uh, cauldron onto the back of the goat. So I land on the goat's back and I start feeling around and I'm looking towards the top of the goat and I find what I'm looking for. And the center part of its skull, I feel and I feel a rock hotter than the others. Very hot to the touch but not burning. You could say uncomfortably hot and I hop on the top of that rock and Lady whisper says, Jerm, what are you doing? And Marina says what do you, you know and they hear people would gather and they'd say, Feige, what do you Fiji? And they say, Everyone don't worry. Everyone don't worry and really which, which she was beside herself with the anger and maybe a little bit of caring fear. And I said, this is part of the plan. It's the last part of the plan. And Lady Witcher said, are you going to sac- self-sacrifice yourself, Charm? And I thought there was no self-sacrifice. And I said, Lady Witcher, you just get ready to cast some cauldron. And I said, J-, he said go ahead. I said, DeAndre, dump it. And he said, okay, Fiji And he dumped the green goop in the uh, the sleeve and, and the stones right onto me, but mostly onto the warm stone. And it started to... It started to cook into a gelatinous goop and almost smolder a little bit. And I said, okay. And then I rubbed, I started polishing the stone with the sleeve. And meanwhile, people are trying to get my attention. I'm like, clearly I'm working here. And the lady was very good. I said, Jeremy, I said, said once, you know, I said, come on, one second. And I finished my polishing. It was more spreading, but it looked like polishing if you were watching it. And then I stood up, I said, lady, you I'm not going to sacrifice myself, only the worst part of me. And I said, remember to follow the magic. I said, lady, I said, you're going to need to come get get me piece by piece or something. Uh, so follow the magic. And she didn't know, she just looked at me because she didn't realize what I was going to do. But what I was doing, like normally if this was an action movie, we wouldn't stop here and have a little talk. But what I was doing was at some point it came to me, it hit me like this, uh, like why would a lady witch beard name me Germ, correct? Uh, w- w- was that an accident or was it, was it on purpose? Uh, w- why was everything I did in this story uh, goat-like? And, and I mean the metaphorical goat, I guess, in this case. Uh, why did uh, Manizuma have an image of a goat in the pu- The goat in the pudding. Fiji was the goat in the pudding. And then I said, in, in a lot of the problems that I've created in this world, were born out of my ignorance and my ineptitude. And I said, jeez all this has been floating around in my floating around in the back of my mind. And in a non-damaging to my self-esteem way, so I said, oh, maybe I could see all this for what it really is, like a germ and a goat in the pudding, and then I said, Jesus, remember when I used to try to make stuff out of stuff at Radio Shack? And that really worked out well, in the situation became a giant goat god that seems to be wreaking havoc everywhere, and even... Uh, you know, why I'm telling you this so slowly, still I'm holding on to the back of the goat god while it does battle, further battle with Giant Hernan Cortez. But I thought about it. I said, how deep does this goat in the pudding run? How, how much of a germ am I? What is a phage? I don't know. I wish I did. Is it? Is this something I... I And I said, well, geez, if there's this magical energy running everywhere, and now there's this magical energy being conducted through this pyramid. And somehow my, I'm not magical, I'm magically inept. Like, like I'm the goat in the pudding, or the pudding goat, and and I'm this goat running around in pudding. And somehow, in in all the goat-related pudding metaphors that I know of, that I've made, the goat never says, hey, I'm in pudding, why don't I just eat the pudding? But wouldn't that be nice for a goat, you know? You have some pudding. Like, you know, you're already a goat. Obviously, hygiene is not, not the top priority, so eating pudding you're in is really not going to bug you. But in this case, it, it came to me as a plan, and as the, the rock below me uh, bubbled and steamed, I said, I, I waved a goodbye, turned on Cortez, and he kind of saluted me. And DeAndre was crying, but I said, DeAndre, was it? A, and DeAndre took the cauldron, and he said, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And because he'd only dumped half the cauldron on me. And then Lady Witchbeard, she gave me this stern look and then looked away. And Marina blew me a kiss, but a kiss of friendship, of course. I mean, she's, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, Unfor, if she did, but if, I gotta give her credit. If she didn't blow, if she blew me a kiss of non-friendship, a kiss of, uh, hey, later on tonight, I wouldn't have left this universe. I would have said, holy cow, does Marina like me? Maybe I should stick around. Will be the downfall of, uh, uh, Central and South America, and all I said, so, yeah, but do, do you think she likes me? Because I mean, maybe I'll stick around. But then I dove into the hot rock, and, and as I had anticipated, the combination of the coat of many colors, or the sleeve of many colors, the pulsating magic, and the green goop in the magical stone, and the fact that all this one you know, is a defective stone because it couldn't channel magic as a weapon... But it it was connected to the rest of every other stone in this goat god. And as I dove in, in something about intention, sometimes it has power. And my intention was to dive into this stone and to spread my ineptitude like a germ throughout this giant goat, goat goat trickster goat pyramid god and quickly it spread from stone to stone to stone and i gotta tell you it's a pretty strange feeling uh being concentrated ineptitude being accepting of the, your ineptitude and then saying hey let's just let's uh let's uh you know i don't know what we did if we distilled it uh but my ineptitude shot from stone to stone i mean along with the rest of me but but for some reason you know they say, I wish it was magnifying my ineptitude or distilling it, but it was just using the natural amount divided by a lot, which is still a lot of ineptitude, unfortunately. Uh, but as it spread, the, the effect w- w- was almost instantaneous. The goat started to uh, be, be, be. think it was even more sure of itself, but take swipes at Cortez, and Cortez caught its hand, and ripped off a thing and threw it into a cauldron. Now meanwhile Bach had got wind that something was going on, but DeAndre had snuck up behind him and then he said, Lady Witchbeard, I need your help and he dumped the rest of the cauldron over Bach's head and then scooped back up in the cauldron. And Lady Witchbeard said, you know Wish Was or something. I don't know if she's a French witch, but and it, you know, we created some goop, you know, some sort of uh, stuck goop. So Bach was immediately, uh, you know, not turned to stone, but it was stuck in a, in a solid-like goop where he could, but it was still the goat fought on against Hernan, but piece by piece, uh, as each swipe the goat took, Hernan would catch it. And rip a piece off and throw it into a cauldron. And then the goat would kick and he'd grab it. And then finally he tackled it. And then Lady Witchbeard just started shooting cauldrons. Like, uh, almost like they were, uh, what do you call those, Uh, I don't know, I don't play World of Warcraft, but they say uh, missile weapon or whatever. And the cauldrons are just absorbing stones. And then Cortez goes into this stone fury, almost like a dog digging a hole in a backyard, a new backyard, like a flurry of stones and cauldrons flying everywhere. And soon, like, it's just like an explosion of cauldrons and stones. And then there's there's nothing. And I'm observing all this... Uh, uh so so through the magic of uh some sort of, I don't know, ether, ether, I think ether gas, maybe. But then Lady Witchbeard falls to the ground, exhausted, and Marina war- works away over there, and she's exhausted from working, keeping her nine giant, and her nine's searching area around where, where the go- goat god had fallen, and he's shrinking back down to human size. And DeAndre's carrying around back in a little uh, cauldron, uh... And then all of a sudden, like, you see, like, uh, that the, is, uh, uh, indigenous Athena like goddess. And she just appears and she says, I'll take it from here and, 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 DeAndre just hands the cauldron over. Boom, they're gone. I have problem's out of our hands. And then DeAndre sits down and DeAndre, you know, obviously he's more emotional than everyone else. So, Marina hugs him. I mean, hugs a part of, you know, part of his foot. And they're exhausted, and, and uh, then nine struts over. And he says, did you see my victory? Did you see, did you see what I did? And uh, Lady Wishberry and Marina Bulls, they say, your victory. And he says, yeah, I defeated the, the trickster goat god. Because it's clad in gold and bronze armor, if you didn't notice. And they say, they say, germ defeated a phagey, the phagey, the phage. I think, I think DeAndre said the phage. But they say, she, Lady Wishbury said, germ did this. You just helped enact germ's plan. And Marina said, right. And so she still said it like, you know, but you're still, you know, like she and her and her are still together. Which even in ether even if it was ether essence, it kind of irritated me. But he said, I know it was Germ's plan. And he said, where is he? And Lady Wishwick kind of looked at him and she said, okay, so you do have, you're, you're a bit dense, you know, now that we're not in a, crisis situation your density comes through and uh, marina said germ's germ's gone you know he, he saved us and uh, and i see yeah, if his brilliant plan and lady which was also by the nature of his ineptitude but but but, but, but his great plan involving his ineptitude and then DeAndre said, oh, the irony, oh, the irony. In my honor, I wrote, I wrote that line for him before I left. I said, make sure you say this if anything comes up. Say, oh, the irony. And I'm proud that he picked a good moment to do that. Uh, but but, but not, he, he, said, well, where? he said, I don't understand where Germ really is, though. And Lady Witchbrew said, he's, he's everywhere. He, he was in each piece of the stone. And it got cast against in, into all these different worlds, and I don't know how we'd, uh, we'll ever find him. And, and I, she, she said, I, I, I don't even know where to start, but we'll, 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 we'll need to. Uh... And she, she just seemed she she went speechless, you know. She was uh, talking, well, to, to black out her emotions. ...of our friendship, you know, we, we, she felt like she let me down. She didn't, of course, but... Uh, so her nine said, there was one stone left. Uh, the, this one w- it wouldn't go into the cauldron. He goes, so I got a cauldron here and a stone. It, w- it went in, but it didn't go anywhere. And Lady Witchford said, what? And, and then her nine said, it's uncomfortably warm, that stone... Strange, like it came off a of fire hours ago. Not, not, not burning hot, just uncomfortably warm. And Lady Whichford said, "That's the second-hand stone Germ talked about. That's what he went into." And she said, "Let me see it." And her aunt said, "There's weird, shiny stuff on it." And Lady which she said, "I think this is a map." And meanwhile. It's tough to describe in a podcast. But even to come up with the image, it was uh, within the stone. You could see into it uh, what looked like not just one solar system, but but a a bunch of different solar systems in a 3D model inside this uh, rectangular stone. And it was a hand-sized marine and Lady which Spirit said, uh, what, he said, it shrunk with me when I was holding on to it. And she said, I think these pinpoints of light are where all the stones are. And these are all the different universes that, 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 that they're in. And then she, she said, she noticed a cauldron behind that had was had grown. And she said, what, what's going on with that cauldron? Let me see that cauldron. And her said, it's grown. And which we said, we said we look inside, and her non-reached inside, and there was two scrolls inside, and one was, uh, was, was from me, and it took them about 30 minutes to decipher my handwriting because I hand-wrote it <coughs> as ether gas, which my handwriting's bad as human, so just imagine. But it said, you know, and I know it's private stuff, but it said, you know, A or non, great job, uh i think you're great uh you know you you, you got to get out you got to get out of there uh you know right away you know not for nothing but otherwise lady you later which we got all the mad you know and i hope i didn't say you know sacrifice myself across a billion universes or whatever to uh you know, they, they you'd stay and ruin things here. So why don't you... You'll you, you have a perfect life wherever you go. And I said, hey, oh, I could return to Spain or, you know, another colony and, and then the lady, which we kind of growled at him. And I said, hey, Marina. Uh, I hope you and you know, and you know, are happy together. Really? da, da, da kind of? Da-da-da, ki- not really. No, da da, da Really? You're great, so if you love him, it must be. I can see why you do. I hope you're happy again. Take the last part serious. And then I said, Lady Witchbeard, uh, blah, blah, don't, you know, I said a bunch of stuff. But that's between me and her. But I said, don't worry. You know, I'm only spread across uh, however many pieces of the pyramid it are. And I, I, I said, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure uh, I'll be able to find my way back home. And Lady Witchbeard was upset by that because I think she thought it wasn't true. And so it took her, after it took him all that time to, to decipher my handwriting, then it took a while for Lady Witchbeard to recover. And then Hernan said, what do you think's in the second scroll? And the second scroll was from the Witch's Council, I'll tell you. And it said it it was multi... The good thing about scrolls are only one page, I was going to say, but it was a long scroll. And it had a, a heaping praise on Lady Witchbeard for saving magic and reversing... The Curse of Cortez, as the council called it, and breaking the Curse of Cortez, and well, you know, great job. But then there was, but then halfway through, the school it said, but you know, while the plan to spread mu while the plan to spread the magic stones and return magic across the multiverses uh, was successful, and now the magic is no longer concentrated in the power of uh, uh conquistadors in the real, There is some disturbance due to the concentration of ineptitude uh, in each stone, fusing with the magic, and, and then it's the individual situation where it ended up. I think it said something like this wicked confusing, that part. And even Hernan and Marina, they're like, can you explain it to us again? And Lady with it, which is basically... Uh, the stones are shot anywhere, a bunch of different places. And Lady Witcher said, "So let's just say one ended up in Queen Isabella's bedroom or her bathtub, okay? We'll say." And her nan said, "And then Marina elbowed him." And I said, "I didn't know. I didn't realize her nan had a crush on Queen Isabella." But Lady Witcher said, "The stone would land in the bathtub, and that would be good because the magic wouldn't be here. It would be there." she said, which would be even worse technically if this wasn't a metaphor. But she said, then it would change the power of the bath water. And something weird, weird would happen. They could be not good for magic. We're not good for the natural unfolding of things in that world. And then also, Lady Wishbird went on to read Henceforth, therefore, we also know you and Germ you know, great, great friends, and that uh, you need to go rescue each piece of germ, too, and you really do need to extract his ineptitude now from the magic stones and, you know, go start to fix things eventually. But first, we need you to come so we can re-explain it to you in the grandest way and celebrate the, the lifting of the Curse of Cortez. And why don't you bring Hernan Cortez and, and Marina as, you know, guests of honor? And, and they said, and they said, you know, P.S. don't let her, you know, bring Cortes, Don't leave him there no matter what. And Lady Witcher said, would you two like to join me at the Grand Witch's Council? And Marina said, that sounds grand. And Lady Witcher said, it will be. And Hernan said, well, he said, he said, I might stick her in. Lady Witcher said, no, 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 no. And then they hopped in, Lady Wishbridge was just... Uh, and then Marina said, well, how will we get there? And Lady Wishbridge said, climb in the cauldron, go ahead. And Marina jumped in the cauldron, and poof, she was gone. And then Hernan climbed in the cauldron. I mean, but, like, first he acted, I don't know, but he was, he got in eventually, and poof, he was gone. And then DeAndre tried to, and Lady Wishbridge said, DeAndre, you need to, this is your world, you're needed here, you need to stay and Lady Witchbeard waved goodbye to Montezuma and all the people, and left over conquistadors who would hopefully, you know, take their breastplates and, you know, de breastplate themselves and deep deepith helmet themselves. But Lady Witchbeard's work there was done too, and she jumped in the cauldron, and poof, the cauldron was gone. And you might be wondering. What was left for Germ? Well, you're hearing my voice, and what's strange about the way the transverse plane works and the way the you know magic works is uh, that things you know. Oh, oh, I think you can get projected back from the future into the past or something. I don't know. I'm here, but, but you, those of you might be wondering. Well, geez, Germ, we we're hearing you. So how is any of that? And I said, well. Maybe I just sent my ineptitude across those universes and somehow I ended up back here. And maybe I'm a little less inept or maybe this is just me projecting myself into the present. Or maybe I'm, you know, passing in and out of different phases and trans, you know, transversing the verses. But I'm here with you now hopefully less after then in that story. I think so, because usually most of my plans, you know, I, I, I'm always doing my best. But it sounds like uh, at some point down the road, maybe we'll find out what happens with Lady Witchbeard and Hernan and Marina. But for now, their story comes to a close. And uh, it's been fun. It's it's been an unexpected uh, tale of Lady Witchbeard, to be honest with you. But it was a pleasure, pleasure to tell it, and a pleasure to try to get you all to fall asleep to it. And, you know, behind the scenes, if anybody's still awake, it uh, it, it was the most written I've done as far as writing time goes. And I think that might be why... So many people have found it so sleep-inducing. As, as I've gone on with this podcast, uh, one of the things I've realized is with the serial stories, at least, is the more structure they can have, the more freedom they have to be boring somehow. Uh, the more tightly structured they are, the more free, it's a weird thing, tough to, to describe. But it's really been enjoyable, and, and it went much differently than I thought. I thought it would be a story about Lady Witchbeard. And even when I was first outlining it, and it, I said, this is going to be, this is, the character's going to take over and take center stage. And she kind of did, not she kind of did things her way and pushed me to the center stage and said, Jeremy, this is your story, which I didn't expect. And I actually reached out to someone uh, that uh, writes, and I said, what should I do here? And they said, listen to your character. If she says uh, she's not the main character, she's kind of the main, you know, uh, follow her lead. And so it 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 was a great learning experience. And I love having the freedom to be able to tell you tales like this, and explore what a lady witch pirate would be like, and what a you know conquistador would be like, and so it's just a great privilege to me to be able to either bore you guys to sleep, that are asleep, or to be able to uh, try to do what Dr. Demento did for me, for those of you that are still awake, and craft a tale that you could fall asleep to or listen to but not totally have to pay attention to you know what i mean if you're still listening so thanks for being here because i I, you know i'm here at the end for all you that are awake at the end and that's what makes it uh so fulfilling i guess is 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 or one level of fulfillment. It's very fulfilling putting people to sleep, but it's also fulfilling to try to make these stories from start to finish uh, because it's, you know, more fun for a story to have a beginning, middle, and end. It's also terrifying. I mean, I'm still terrified. I think that's why I'm still talking that the ending wasn't, you know, but it is what it is, and, uh, you know, we'll be on to a next story. Uh, in, in a couple weeks here, we're going to do a couple things differently than we've done in the past. But you might not notice, or you might notice. Uh, so, I mean, I guess if you're still, awake, it's, like, secret, uh, or not. So what we're going to do is I'm going to take uh, two weeks off of uh, n- new episodes. But I won't be taking the two weeks off. I'll be working uh, on the show and, uh writing and recording still what we're going to do so that way it'll be at the start of the holiday season we'll do our stuff about roberta kloss i think uh we'll see and then well in 2016 we'll have another series uh start up again too all right good night or well i'm going to say some thank yous but good night I want to thank Ben for this idea, for the thank yous tonight. Thank you, Ben. Welcome to the the sleep party. Good night to Ben. Miriam, welcome uh, to the giant uh, sleep area. That was totally secure in uh, all the privacy you need. Miriam from Madison, thank you for that postcard, too. Also, Ben, before you go lie down there, thanks for putting me on Wikipedia. That was great. Thank you. I want to say welcome to Richard. Come on in, Richard. Good to see you. Uh, Deanna, good to see you. And thanks for that shaky laugh. Sophia, welcome. Come on in and good night. Maggie, come on in. I want to say good night to you. Good night. Hey, James, come on in. Get get a good night's sleep. Welcome, Maggie. Come on in and grab grab a pillow, grab a bed. Good night. Over on Twitter, I want to say good night and welcome in. John, come on in, John. Get some rest. Michaela, come on in. Get some rest. Uh, come on in, Michaela. Get get some rest. Good night. Good to see you. Welcome. Uh, Dez, come on in, Dez, that Dez guy. Yeah, nice to see you, I like that, uh, I like that, you look great, grab a bed. Sully, come on in, looking good, uh, I like that, uh, you brought your ukulele, it's great for sleeping. Oh, Cy Sexy, good to see you, come on in, maybe you could, uh, you could see if there's any other people that you share, uh, okay, that you share, share work with, you guys could have a little bit, pre pre bedtime. Uh, discussion matricula matricula come on in hey hey matricula how many how many syllables matricula that's more than i can count in my brain but welcome come on in and get some sleep fern come on in get here we go we gotta gotta look at that spot we got for you good night uh babs come on in Uh, good night babs good night uh cordy i got a spot right by the aquarium for you so you feel right at home there's a bubble i got a double bubbler in there libby good welcome back welcome back feel like we lost you there but it's good to have you back uh, punk rock word good to see you come on in come on yeah you want to go over there that's fine that's fine Ingrid. welcome you could either be close to the cold or the warm side of the room what do you prefer Okay, and here's a, here's a complimentary set of blankets. Uh, Jason, good to see you. Here's a, a I got a earphones. I got this thing. This is this new thing they're testing out. They say it, uh, it, oh, it's lip balm. I guess it's not new, but yeah, here's some lip balm. Uh, Carrie, come on in. Good to see you, Carrie. Alexandra, of course. Welcome. Good to see you. Uh Tara, Tara Uh you say they have potatoes and tomatoes and potatoes and tomatoes so uh, come on in uh, Laura, good to see you. And from iTunes I want to say thank you and welcome to Min Min who said thank you. Good night, Min and welcome to the sleep celebration. Sadie Chaos with an exclamation point and two, oh, heavenly sleep. Uh, Sadie's we have veteran, and uh, it's good to have you here. We got plenty of spots here. Uh, T-Ball 627. That's it, T-Ball 627. Are you a sporting brain bot? Are you a sporting brain bot? You know, it's uh, it's good to have you here. And I'm glad that you uh, feel safe here. This is a super safe spot here I got for you, and uh, I, I saved it just for you. I'm glad you're here, and I hope you get you know I hope you get some sleep, just like I say every episode. Oh, here comes the uh, sun loves pandas. Oh, uh, you you do you love pandas, son? Oh boy, so do I. Pa- I call them panda poos. I'm so good to have you here. Good night. Hey, just come on in. I gotta. We actually have a panda section, but no, you know, no panda fur, clearly, you know. Because right behind you is panda crow, which I don't know if that was intentional or unintentional. Double panda action. I don't even know if I've mentioned pandas in the show, but that's a good word, panda. It's another podcast, sleep podcast-friendly word, panda. Kind of like the Oshkosh of bears, pandas. And people may say that it's not even close to related, but I say, well, what about a panda crow? Oh, did we, oh, I think I sang about Panda Crow the other day. Or was I just singing that to myself, Panda Crows? Maybe, but it's good to have you back again, Panda Crow. And you're on the road to sleep once again. And everyone else, I hope either you're uh, on the road to sleep or on the road to drifting or just, you know, it's, it's, just, it's good to have you here. It was still, You know, it's good to be heard when you're, you know, I still try to crack all those panda jokes. So I really appreciate the few of you that are listening to that part. And you say, well, I don't know if they're jokes, Scooter. They're more like panda illusions. Now I say, now there's something I could get into. Las Vegas, Scooter, panda illusionist. And they say, well, you use the A. We can't, we, you know, we're not going to hire you because we have illusions, not illusions here. And I would say an illusion is an illusion of linguistic, linguistic you know, I'm a linguistic magician. And they would say, well, you, you, yeah, me, and that's, you know. So, all right, it's good to have you. All right, I'll see you later. Yeah, or you could just restart another episode or something, okay? Good night.